2: Friday night Knicks happy hour edition special edition of Knicks Fan TV. We got my man Anthony MSG in the building, longtime season ticket holder, diehard Knicks fan, the Knicks blog originator in the building, and we're gonna talk Knicks, man. We're gonna talk Knicks on this uh, eight game winning streak, this hot streak that we're on, and we're gonna take calls from the fans, man. Just chop it up like the old days. And Ant, how you feeling, bro? Thanks for joining the show.
3: What's going on, CP? I'm feeling pretty good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm yeah. ecstatic yeah. that the Knicks are on this eight-game winning streak. I'm ecstatic. We've been playing good basketball all year. I'm ecstatic that it's the springtime. I'm gonna be wearing shorts to the garden tomorrow, <laughs> and the game <laughs> matters. It and matters, Nick, bro. man. That's
2: all you can ask for. Yeah, bro. When was the last time? I mean, it was 2012-13, right? What was the last? Yeah, mean, if you go, you go felt back to this good, good man,
1: CP,
3: if you go back to 2013-20. 14 season when you know the year after we lost to the Pacers in the second round that year is supposed to be a huge year you brought in Bargnani you know Bina Udrich, Ron Artest of course that didn't last and we played so bad the first half of the year we ended up winning nine in a row to kind of close the season and we missed the playoffs by one game that year
2: yeah so that
3: spring we had a few important games that mattered but really the 2013 season
2: yeah that that's it man it's been remarkable bro honestly um I didn't think the defense would be this good, and now the offense is co- is coming around. You know, what yeah, I mean? man. I
3: mean, I, obviously, when you hired Tom Thibodeau, you hope the defense is going to be great. You go back to his Minnesota days; the defense was not great there. Yeah, the defense was great in Chicago. It was great when he was an assistant in Boston and all that. So you hope the defense was going to be good, and it's been sensational. And the reason why I thought maybe it could be going to the season, I looked at these Nick players, and I said to myself, who could potentially be Tibbs' guys? I look at even though he's been hurt a lot. Mitchell Robinson. Yeah. Even Julius and obviously nobody knew Julius Randle was going to play this good. Gotcha. But I did think Julius Randle could be a Tibbs guy. You know, they brought in Todd Gibson, a Tibbs guy. Derek Rose later on, a Tibbs guy. Elliot Burks, Alfred Payton. Even though Alfred Payton isn't exactly the greatest point guard of all time. You yeah. could tell he's a Tibbs guy. So I'm not surprised not that surprised how great they've been on defense. Offensively, Especially lately, they've been awesome. You go back to the Hawks game. Yeah. They said, Yo, we could beat we could beat teams slowing you down, ninety yep. to eighty five. Oh, you want to run too? We'll Put we'll beat you one forty something, on one thirty something.
2: But a hundred and thirty seven points up on the Hawks and during that eight-game streak, they've been uh, second in the league in offensive ratings. So, now the offense is starting to pick up. I love the fact that, you know, in that light, Reggie Bullock is starting to let it fly. He He's torching the Nets. Quickly's had two back-to-back good games. How about Derrick Rose, man? The Derrick Rose pickup, I think, has been the key to this run. What do, what do you think? Yeah.
3: Derrick Rose in the second half on Wednesday was sensational. Derrick Rose to close the game versus the New Orleans Pelicans on Sunday was great. Derrick Rose has been great. He knows his role. He's not Derek Rose of 10 years ago, and Derek Rose knows that. Tom Thibodeau knows that. And he's been a leader. He's made the right plays. He's been really savvy. You look at that play he did where he found Reggie Bullock to tie the game yeah. on Sunday. That was a great basketball IQ play as well as a great play call by Tom Thibodeau. I mean, this, this team has – this, regardless of what this team does in the playoffs, whether they win a round, win two rounds, win three rounds, or even just get to a game six of the first round and lose, and of course we'd all be super sad. Right. This team, and when, especially when you factor what's happened in the city the last 14 months, this team will be in our hearts forever.
2: Uh, yeah, and that's all it takes, man. That's all it takes for the city to rally around you, man. Work hard, play hard, win games, and just show that you care, man. And, and the effort is there. You've seen it every night. And I think the biggest thing is that your leaders bought in. You know, Julius, again, he's, he's gone on with Woj and, and said how much this team saved him. And that and he was looking for a coach in Tibbs that was going to hold him accountable. You know, you really don't hear that from a lot of these prima donna guys that, you know, no, don't want to get don't. the bag and just, you know, just want to play and not be told what to do. You know, Julius is 100 percent invested in this coach. And that trickles down because these younger guys are looking up to him. The way he looked up and respected Kobe and, and, you know, Meta came on and talked about how Julius grew up in front of, in front of his eyes, you know, from the Laker days to now. So I, I think that has a big impact on this team's success right now, bro.
3: You know, I thought, and I wasn't sure, I, I don't know Julius Randle personally. I, like I just said in my last statement, I I thought that Julius Randle had the potential to be a Tibbs type of guy. Again, did I know he going to be this good offensively? No. Well, I, I just looked at him, and I'm like, he has dog potential. Yeah. And then you hear what he said on the Walsh podcast. He wanted a coach to hold him accountable. I think Fizzdale, they all wanted to be boys. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? you got rookies on the team calling him Fizz. Yeah, like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think, yes, and saying he wanted a coach to hold him accountable, that was huge. And bringing in a guy like Tibbs, who's going to do that? So that's why every player, every athlete is not meant for a Tom Thibodeau type of guy. True. I equate what Tom Thibodeau is doing to the Knicks right now is kind of like what Tom Coughlin did for the Giants. Yeah. You know, when he came in, he probably had to tone it down a little bit. Right. But he still, you know, gave them the business. Yeah. And I think, and, those, and the guy, most of the Giant players back in those days, from Strahan to O.C., Eli, all those guys, they all bought in. And kind of like this Knicks team with Tibbs, they've all yeah. bought in.
2: They bought in. They brought in, and I think I think the the contrast between between Tibbs and Coughlin is that there weren't any egos that Tibbs had to deal with coming in. You know, whereas Coughlin had to get straight yeah, hand no, they, on that giant and, and team on and get had tiki the together. You know what I mean? So yep. it, it yeah, was it, it was a tough job. But I, I definitely agree with you, just in terms of just bringing that structure and bringing you know that order. You know, come to work, play hard, fight hard, and and you know success will come. And this is where exactly. they are, man. Six games over five hundred, four seed in the East. It's it's been crazy, man. You're a season ticket holder. It's been a little bit different this season with with COVID. Um, I was there for for the Kings game. We were there hanging out. But what's yep. what's been the overall vibe? Just being there night after night and and just feeling the the energy at the Garden.
3: So unfortunately, it's you know it's two thousand fans every night. I've been at every home yep. game since they opened that Tuesday night versus the Golden State Warriors on uh, February twenty third. And um, I, I hate to say I've gotten used to it. I can't wait till they allow more fans. I think for the playoffs it's gonna be 25 percent. Mm-hmm. I'm lucky that I've been able to go to every game. the The vibe has been great since day one. Mm-hmm. I would say the first two to three games, there was a nervous vibe from the fans. I think just from being back in social settings, yeah, but if you look at the way it is now at the garden, it's a lot more lenient. You can walk around the hallway and say hi to people. You know, you get, I'm sure you got a lot of people getting vaccinated now. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, everybody there is COVID-tested as well. The vibe in the garden has been amazing because, as, I, as I've as i been saying, it's the, the people in that work on Wall Street that make billions of dollars, that are in the suites eating you know, caviar, <laughs> are not at the game. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. a, it's us. Yeah, it's yeah. us real ones. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's why you're seeing all these videos after the game and these people just going nuts. And a lot of these videos are a lot of probably – 17- to 24-year-olds, and at least us, CP, granted, we've never seen a championship. We've seen success in the 90s. We saw yeah. the Knicks go to the finals in 94. We saw the Knicks have a great team in 97 and we lost to the Heat in the second round. We saw the Knicks get to the finals in 99, losing the conference finals in 2000. If you're a, a fan that age, all you have is losing to the Pacers in the second round, Melo yeah. getting blocked by Roy Hibbert, Lynn Sanity, yeah. and an eight-game winning streak with Amari. I mean, that's all you got. You got nothing. Nothing. You got nothing. Nothing, man. Nothing. Nothing, baby. So these kids that are leaving the games, I mean, I'm just as happy as them. Also, I'm not drinking at the games that much. There's, you know, there's definitely probably some alcohol involved. Yeah. yeah you yeah, see yeah. The way you way can you, you could definitely are hear after. that. You
4: could
2: definitely hear that with two thousand people, man. You could yeah. definitely hear. It. But
3: it's fun to see, man. You yeah. walk out of the game, literally, literally. CP, I am slapping five with a hundred fans <laughs> in a row. It's, full, 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 full. It, it's so amazing. <laughs> I know tomorrow's vibe. It's a one o'clock game. Yeah, going for nine in a row. We haven't won nine in a row since March of 2014. The vibe tomorrow is going to be electric. It's going to be electric.
2: It's, it's, it's going to be electric. It's be electric. Yeah. electric. I, absolutely. And the thing is, is that you, even though it's 2,000 people, like there's still the energy in there. You could still. Oh yeah. It still course. feels. That, that same energy of a sold-out crowd, you know, it can Absolutely. still get that loud. So it, it was great to be there. I'll, I'll be there Monday. I'll be there Monday against the sun. Okay, so, I'll be uh, there. Yeah, so we'll link up and, and do I'll the link thing. Up. And, and,
3: and, the, and it looks like restaurants are open till 12 now. Yeah. So if we have got to an eat hour. after, we'll we grab something. Yeah, you, know, yeah. the, you know what I'm saying? We don't. Yeah, got, it was, also, although the deli was fire.
2: Yeah, the deli, the deli was, was good. Fire. The deli was good, man. But overall, you know? like, just just being out in NYC, and that was really the first time I was kind of out. You know, in public in a while, and it, yep. you know, NYC just felt like the the set of I am legend or something, man. It was yeah, a we, coach we, down, we,
3: we watched the fight on the corner of 31st. <laughs> we still don't know what they was fighting. We over. still don't know what they were fighting about. You know, man, but. Somebody, I think it was over somebody laughing at somebody. Yeah,
2: it, it's that you sensitive, know. man. The, the pandemic has, has got people on edge, but exactly. you know, overall, good time, and, and uh, we'll see what happens tomorrow. If they extend it to nine, and then into Monday against Phoenix. Um, Unbelievable. Part of... And, then, and Monday's
3: yeah. game is a battle of the Coach of the Year candidates, by the way.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Monty Williams, Tom former Williams, Nick. Tom former Nick, man, against nope. Tibbs. So, Number two. Yeah, Number so two. That, that should be a good matchup. Definitely looking day. forward to that. Came in with Charlie Ward. And that's a fact. That That's a fact. Charlie Ward, the last Nick rookie to, to, be, get, a to, to get a second contract, to contract. Which is crazy. Which is crazy. It, it, you it is, is it. absolutely mind-boggling. Yeah. I mean, who do you think is, is going to break the curse,
3: man? I mean... I don't – I'm not in the Frank hive. I certainly don't hate Frank. If Frank is here for five years, I don't care. I mean, got new braids. Maybe might as well. Um, maybe yeah, Frank, Frank is. part of the is, know, gang Unless out, yeah. Frank gets big money from somewhere else. Kevin Knox is not going to be. Yeah. R.J. Barrett should be. Uh, Mitchell Robinson should be. Yeah. Although, with the way we're playing without Mitch, maybe he becomes more expendable Stuff. in the future. Stuff. And you just give Wells some money and it's bringing another big um, – or you keep big number 14. So um, I would say it's probably going to – if you're going to bet on it, I would say RJ. I think it's RJ. Maybe RG. Frank. Yeah. Kevin Knox, I, I doubt it. I want to root for Kevin Knox. Kevin Knox got me so hyped in the 2018 Summer League. I was ready to put his jersey in the wrap. <laughs> yeah. He had a couple putback back in that Summer League in yeah.
2: 2018. I'm like, yo, this boy can Kev had us all gas, man. Kev yeah, had us I, all gas. Think,
3: my opinion on Kevin Knox and – you know, I've been fortunate the last, you know, to watch the games very close to the court. I just think that the talent is there. And to me, it feels like he's sleepwalking out there.
2: Yeah. The motor, but then all of a sudden, you'll see someone grab man. a
3: rebound, go 94 feet, and dunk on somebody from the foul line. Yeah. And you're like,
2: yeah. the hell? T- t- was just typical sleeping Nick, the last man. 10 minutes of the court? T- typical Nick. I think it'll be RJ. RJ's I'm, the I'm lot, just not sure. sure if if they keep Mitch, man. I'm just not sure. The way they're trying to do it, I used to be team, sure. Because Nerlens is still pieces, young. Nerlens is not. Yeah. You know, Ner, not Ner, Ner, Nerlens is still young, and and when they do pull the trigger on on a star trade, I, you're not trying to put R.J. in that deal, and you're not going to no, try RJ, to put Julius RJ, in that deal.
3: R.J. and Randall should be here to stay, right? And that's right. how you build a core. Yeah. And so, the Knicks have done a thousand, a million things wrong in the last twenty years, and yeah. one of the things that hasn't happened in Nickland at all is any sort of stability. Now, granted, you can win a championship. And the next year you bring in some new players. That's part of sports, right? But at some point you have to have guys stay here. So you get a guy like a Julius Randall, have him stay here. You keep R.J. Barrett. You keep even if it's Frank Nilakina, mm-hmm, You mm-hmm. gotta eventually get guys to stay here. The, obviously, you want now. I don't want to even think about next year right now, as we're about to be in the playoffs. But at some point. You gotta get guys to stay here, and you build a culture, and yeah. you get guys like a Julius Randle and R.J. Barrett that have been here four years, five years, and they say, "Yo, come rock with us. We're getting there." You can't just keep changing the entire roster every year That's... or two, or keep changing the coach every year or two, changing the president, changing man. the GM. That doesn't work. Bro. I, now, you know, they'll never be. We'll never see what Greg Popovich has done with the Spurs, right? But hopefully, Tom Thibodeau could be here ten years.
2: Hey, I mean that'll be amazing. I gave him a five-year deal, and so far, year one, he's earning it. So we'll we'll see what happens, man. We'll definitely see what happens. Um, now again, you know, part of the 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 memories for you being a Knicks fan and, and being a long-term, long-time season ticket holder has been um, the times that you've gone with your your sister, right? and your sister is no longer with us. She Um, you know, lost her battle to to cancer. Just tell us uh, about, you know, what those memories are like and and how the Knicks were involved in um, helping you guys and and really supporting your your fight.
3: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, obviously, my sister didn't root for the Knicks like me. I mean, nobody really does. I'll I'll never forget Mm -hmm. a few years ago, Mike Breen said to her, "Uh, are you a big a Knicks fan as your brother? (laughs) And she said... God no, yeah. and my brain said good because your brother's nuts. <laughs> so I brought G to her first Nick game when she was four years old, mm. and she loved every second of it. And G has been coming to Nick games with me since 2003. You know, 10, 15 games a year. She rooted for the team. She cared. Um, you know, and if, you know, if you go to the Garden a lot, you know, it's a lot of the same people that work there from ushers, security guards, team employees, and it's a family. And people there watched her grow up. They watched her come to the garden at four years old. They watched her beat cancer the first time at 12 years old. And they watched her be in remission for seven years. And she got to know so many people there, especially um, her favorite player, Alan Houston. And I, I got this picture next to me. So this picture was in the year 2000. So when G was, I would oh, say. Hold it up
2: again. Let me throw it up in the camera. guy, bro. Yeah. See it? Yep. So
3: this is from the uh, about December of 2000, my senior year of high school. So, G was about a year and a half, and the picture was on the fridge. And G would see it, the picture, and then she'd see Alan Houston get buckets on TV, and she would be like, my boy, my boy, my boy. Oh, that's right. Then then I brought her to her first game a few years later, and she wore the number 20 jersey. And then a few years after, as I started to work in sports, I developed a very close friendship with Alan Houston. Mm-hmm. And the first time G got sick, you know, he he was there. He was always there. He was at the hospital. He was always praying. And then over the last seven, eight years, always stayed close with Alan. Every mm-hmm. time me and you know, G's at the game, she always hangs with him. And then when G had the stroke, one of the first people at the hospital was Alan Houston. You know, he was there. I didn't put it on social media. You know, it wasn't for that. A- Alan was there. And there was times, especially like after the stroke, after she was diagnosed with glioblastoma, I would meet up with Alan at the garden, and we would go into back rooms of the garden. And he would pray.
5: Mm.
3: Him and I would pray together. Mm. And then, you know, take it back to June 18th. On June 18th, obviously, G had a rare form of brain cancer called glioblastoma, which is basically, not, unfortunately, not curable. And then it came with a stroke also. So not only was she battling the cancer, she couldn't walk. Mm. And the way she went about this fight was like 90s next to the, you know, millionth power. She was so tough, man. And on June 18th, they, they said to me, we recommend stopping treatment. And I was their power of attorney, gu- guardian, uh, medical proxy, everything. So they said we recommend stopping treatment. And then that night, uh, I was time with Alan Houston. And uh, he's like, let's do a prayer. And I don't remember, you know, half the words of that prayer. But I remember towards the end, Alan said, you know, Father, when it's when it's time to take her, please make sure it's it's, it's painless. And then she ended up living two and a half more months after they said she was only probably going to live a week. Mm. And then when she passed, she did pass in her sleep, and it was painless. And, Mm. you know, Alan Houston's role with me and my sister throughout this whole thing has been absolutely incredible. And, you know, especially the fact that he was one of my heroes growing up. Mm. And I always thought from, from a distance, I'm like, man, this dude's like a good dude. And then I got a chance to meet him. We developed such a great friendship. You know, he's always checking in on me like once a week, all the time, sending me voice notes, encouraging me to, you know, keep her legacy alive and, you know, always telling me I have a purpose. And Alan's been sensational, man.
2: Man, that's incredible. That's that's an incredible story, man. Salute to H two O and yeah. As you said, you know, growing up watching him, you could always tell like he he was a good dude. But yep, you know, yep. you, you guys, you definitely got to know him on a personal level, and what he did was definitely commendable. Yeah, I mean, we were just,
3: we were going into like you know back rooms of the gardens of prey, mm. and like I said, I'd never forget that night when I I called him. I said, "Al, oh, like you know, they're stopping treatment." And obviously, we you know you didn't have to say it's almost over; you knew. Mm. And I just never forget when he said, Father, when you when you take her, just please make sure it's painless. And Man. it was.
2: Man, well it's definitely send my condolences to you again and, and um you know just take and, you and one if you believe and
3: if you're and C P if you or anybody listening believes in good energy, the Knicks have not lost a game since G's staff was at the at the at the Memphis game mm. and the Raptors game two weeks ago.
2: Yeah, that's right. You you took that, or you guys celebrated? Um, oh, the, at the, the, game, Knicks the Knicks organization. Yeah,
3: they gave the fir- on Friday night versus the Memphis Grizzlies. We brought six of the nurses from the the children's hospital, mm. and then on the Sunday game, we brought the other team. We brought her main doctor, radiation guy, mm. art therapist, massage therapist, nurse practitioner, our social worker. These are both groups we've known for ten plus years. All of them. Mm. And if you're one that believes in good energy, good karma, the Knicks have not lost since our team has been there. Wow,
2: that's that's dope, man. That, you know, and every dope.
3: everybody knows, like, you know, there's not there's nothing that can make me happy right now except the Knicks winning, and yeah. G knows that. So you know, there's a lot of people that have been hitting me up saying G has something to do with this because that's literally the only thing that can make me happy is the Knicks winning right now, and and it's happening.
2: That's dope, man. That, that's 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 a dope and beautiful story, man. Um, wow, that that's 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 incredible. So to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. CP Anthony MSG in the building. We are talking Knicks. Uh, it's also a mailbag show as well. We're going to get to some of your calls in a second. Remember, the discord is available. The uh, the phone lines are also available. So give us a call 657 383 one five zero nine, and the Discord is also available. We got some Twitter questions coming in, and so the people are definitely excited about this one. Uh, let's go to the phones first, though. Let's go to Ron from Baltimore. <laughs> he, he he was down for this man. He sent two questions, and now he's calling in. So let's give Ron from Baltimore the the, the first question. Ron, how you doing, bro? You got another? You got a
6: next legend with
2: you right now? Absolutely, so absolutely, bro. This
6: special. You both are legends. But, uh, and, you know, since you've been out of it, I, uh, CP's my guy but, uh, too. And, uh, but I've been calling him for years, man. And it's a special, special person. He's, he's like family. All, he, he's, he's about the right things. He loves the Knicks. Huge fan. Um, I'll tell you just a really crazy story. I went to Anthony's place. For, I, I came from Baltimore to New York just to watch a game with him on television when we beat the Celtics in the playoffs mm. in 2013. That's how. That's how. That's that's how. That's how, how passionate we are about this. But um, this family Very
3: strong family.
6: Yes. Yes. Uh, I have two questions for Anthony. Um, to me, when I hear Tibbs talk, I feel like I'm back in the '90s, and maybe I'm just being sentimental because that's what we love. And when uh, and we all, everybody listening to this, loves those '90s teams. But I just feel like since he was here, when he talks. The no nonsense, but you're going to have to earn your minutes. Nothing is given. We got what we deserve tonight. Just like I feel like it, there's just no nonsense that I, I can sleep well at night. I want to get your thoughts on that in. And also, I'm, I don't want to look too far ahead. But to me, we all know point guard needs to be addressed, and that's in the future. To me, Kyle Lowry feels like a New York Nick type of player. What are your thoughts on that?
3: Well, first off, on the '90s thing, remember Tibbs was on those staffs yeah. with Jeff Van Gundy, from that and tree. there's no getting around the fact we haven't we didn't do a lot of winning after Van Gundy left. So of course, all of our great memories as Nick fans go back to those days. And Tibbs is kind of like a, a Van Gundy clone. It's almost the same mannerism, yeah. same. So same stuff. Obviously, Tibbs has been coaching more the last 15 years, so he's opened up his offense a little bit. Where if Jeff, I don't if Jeff was coaching now, I'm sure he would as well. I don't think Jeff would have the point guard walk it up and dump it down in 2021 every time. But I know what you're saying. When you watch Tibbs, you think of Jeff Van Gundy. You think of those you know, late 90s teams, and just his attitude is no nonsense. And even he has some humor too. So yeah. I get you feel, you feel a safeness with Tibbs that we haven't felt probably in 20 years. And I love Woody. I, I didn't hate D'Antoni. I never felt safe with D'Antoni. I never – I felt kind of safe with Woody. Didn't feel safe with Fisher. Didn't feel safe no. with Hornacek. No. Damn sure didn't feel safe with Fisdale. Didn't feel safe <laughs> with Larry Brown. No, like, I feel I feel safe with Tibbs. Yeah. And as far as your other question about point guard, you don't have – I. If you could, as a basketball – if someone who knows basketball – I like to think that I do, CP does, you do as well. You could totally understand why Tibbs trusts Alfred Payton. Now, from a bet, Alfred does play great defense. He does know how to run an offense. Quote. Now, as a fan, when you're at the games and you're watching on TV, of course, it drives you nuts that Elford is literally like 7 for 800 and shots in the paint. It's it's one of the most front, like of all the frustrating things the Knicks have done
2: the last thirty Rick years from three Alfred feet Payton out miss missed shots in the paint construction they, they working, do man. drive me nuts <laughs> <laughs> construction worker from three feet out man that that's the right, thing that kills really, me Payton, it's
3: bro. really but you know but you can understand why Tibbs trusts
5: him
2: yeah. Yeah. But the shot's in the paint, my lord. Kills me, bro. <laughs> kills me. Kills me. Um, Yeah, I'm with you. You know, Tibbs comes from that that Van Gundy coaching tree, which is the Riley coaching tree, which, you know, they want guys working hard, right? I mean, the, the heat, you got to come in physical, peak physical yep. condition. they you're testing
3: your body fat. Yeah, or else you're <laughs> gone.
2: And Tibbs is that way. And all these guys came in. They came in ready and prepared. And, and that's Tibbs. I think it seems like he, he's learned from the Minnesota stint you know, I had John Krasinski on from The Athletic who covered him with the Timberwolves and said that you know, it, it seemed like Tibbs was buried in, in, in the playbook and not really concerned with maintaining play relationships and things like that. Then you hear what Julius Randle says. He says, you know, this is the guy I want to play for. This He's a player's coach. He's a All the players man. love him, you can All tell. the players love him now, You're right?
3: Not quickly walking in with a t-shirt with Tibbs on it, right, you
2: know? Right, right, So, I think it's the whole, I think the whole CAA thing, you has something to do with it as well like with Leon and Wes and Yep. and everybody being on the same accord there and then you have the Kentucky connection with Kenny Payne also there so I think overall they've done a Woodson a, a player's coach known to be a player's yep. coach and so overall I think they've done a great job of just putting a a you know symbiotic group together and and that's paid off on the court that's definitely paid off on the court uh, on the point guard thing you know Lowry okay that'd be fine yo I'd, I'd, I'd like to say can we find somebody for the future bro can we? Yeah, can yeah. we find well, unless, somebody to be in three years, you go longer, into the next bro. year and the team is like Lowry's
3: the missing piece to win a right, championship. Right. Yeah. I get it, but if we're not quite there just yet, I'm still not against Kyle Lowry. We got to yeah. see what happens in, in the in you know the off season. But I, I I you know he's been in the league since 2006. He's done now. His days, man. Had a lot of tread on the tire.
2: Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not going. I want the future. In. I want the present. No, no, me too. Future, me tra- I don't know if
3: I love Lonzo as much either. But I, I, you know, I, I, it's not going to be Alfred Payton, I don't think. No, I love to keep Derek. I love as long as Tibbs is coaching, Derek Rose. Yeah, I think he'll have a role. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, I, th- I think Rose will find a role on his roster, man. You 100%. know, Todd Gibson going to be fifty years old. You know, <laughs> yeah, on the Knicks, yeah. you know, fourteenth man. They, they're going to have Todd so, in that you Haslam lifetime yeah, contract. Yeah, exactly, one hundred percent. But
3: Todd has been great this Todd year. He's
2: been good. Yeah. yeah, Todd's been
3: great for yeah. what he for his role is
2: incredible. Yeah, I didn't want I didn't want Todd to leave, bro. I wanted no, Tosh to be here. Not at all. And, and you know, he, he was making $10 million, so I understood it financially. But I'm like, yo, Tosh can still help us. Tibbs is here, so no brainer. you really he good, get that's the, thing yeah, about Tosh, He can get man. the locker room together. He knows his role, right? When when he needs to do more, he'll give you a little bit more. When when he needs to just settle in and get the other guys involved, he'll yep. do that as well. Set free. You to start and, him. You can
3: start him. Yeah, you got to play him
2: 10 minutes, 30
3: minutes. He's going to get on the floor. He's going to make a shot here and there. He's going to get rebounds. He's going to get blocks. He's going to play tough defense.
2: Todd Gibson is a Taj Todd, Todd goes 12 rounds. He's a 12-round he's boxer, man, what he's playing. So, salute to Todd. Salute to everybody in the chat once again. Hit that thumbs-up button for you boys. All right, let's switch up and go to the Discord. Let's go to uh, Tommy Midnight. You're about to be live with CP and Anthony MSG. Tommy, how you doing, bro? Yo, yo. We here? Yeah, you loud, live and direct, bro. How you doing, man? I'm not even direct.
5: Okay, hold on, hold on.
2: Let me just get this speaker on. All right, all right. Where are you, where you checking in from, man? Australia?
5: <laughs> no, 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 no. No, I'm from London, UK. Okay, okay, okay. What's going on, brother? Yeah, man, you know, uh, listen, I, I just wanted to talk about one thing and one thing only, really, mm-hmm. yeah? Uh, and that's D. Rose. Mm. You sure yeah, you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah. We're we yeah, waiting yeah. on oh, you, bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It... Speak on it, brother. I, I, I'm trying to get you on a, on a speaker here.
2: No, well, you and don't no. want to be on a speakerphone. Well, no, you, you don't want to be on a speakerphone. Just just talk directly in, into your set, bro. We okay, can hear you okay, right okay, and clear.
5: Okay, cool, yeah, cool. yeah. All right, so uh, I'm a 40-year-old dude. I remember the Ewings and the Starks, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I remember the pain of almost getting there, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I know that we really, really haven't, you know, haven't really been anywhere, really, until this last run that we've just had mm. of eight games. Man, I'm excited again. And that's cool. But what I wanted to talk about was was D. Rose is actually, I don't think he's being talked about enough. And what I mean by that is that he's on a hot streak, as far as I'm mm. concerned. He's 33 years old. And, and usually a load of people, they would usually say that a guy in 33 years old, and remember, half of his career has been injured, yeah. right? But like we're talking about an MVP caliber player. A guy, he, he won an MVP. He was injured, and that ruined his career, kind of. But now he's back, and he's on form, and he's doing things. I don't know. Maybe maybe at one point he might even become a starter, yeah? But what I'm saying is, is that Derek Rose, with the experience that he has, I think he's bringing a lot
2: more to the team than yes. people are talking about. 100%. 100%, bro. And, and – uh... Yeah you hit you hit it on the head with Rose man even at half of who he was you could still see how much of an impact he's having on this team, especially on the second unit, especially with quickly you see in his chemistry with Toppin because Rose can push that pace he's the opposite of peyton who who's the slug he's slowing that pace down. <laughs> Rose is getting him out and he's getting him out in transition as best as he can that that benefits obi it benefits quickly by having a more reliable ball handler on the other side that can get quickly his his uh shots off ball. So Rose has been uh, a key for this run, definitely. Well,
5: you know
2: and you know what, what guys, else I want to say is that, you
5: know, guys, now with the age that he has and the experience that he has, yeah. his game has changed too. So, yeah. you know, now that he's fit, let's pray that he doesn't get any more injuries, yeah, because if he stays fit, I think that his experience, did you, you see the last game against Atlanta where he, he went six for six on the FGs? Yeah, yeah. I six, mean, six and that that last that that six point uh, that six uh, F uh, FG, he was just he just did a floater from the side, like it was
2: like vintage Rose. Yeah, absolutely right, man. So, absolutely right. So Rogue I think I think
5: good. you know we can we can sit here now and we can say oh this could happen that could happen blah blah, but Derrick Rose could happen is what I'm saying.
3: No, Derrick Rose yeah. is happening. I mean, Derrick Rose has been great. happening. Yeah, he's There's happening. Point, yeah, Yeah. <laughs> There's there's no doubt that he could start. And the reason Tibbs brings him off the bench is kind of like what CP was talking about. In the starting line, you have scoring with R.J. Barrett. You have scoring with uh, Julius Randle. You you had the slug in Alfred Payton. But usually, Alfred, you know, first to the bench. And then you change the, the pace. And then you bring in Derrick Rose. You bring in Quickly. You bring in Obi Toppin. And that just makes – bring in Taj. And that just makes sense. Yeah. It makes yeah. so much sense why – And and trust me, in the playoffs, Derrick Rose's minutes are probably going to go up a little bit. And most games down the stretch, it's Derrick Rose closing. It was Derrick Rose who found, you know, Reggie Bullock last Sunday. It was Derrick Rose who had big buckets on Wednesday down the stretch. Derrick Rose is running the team down the stretch as well. And remember, it's not always about who starts. It's about who finishes.
2: Yeah, and I just hope that, you know, when when they get closer and make this playoff push, that Tibbs manages the rotations wisely and that – you know, Derrick Rose can can handle the increased minutes because it seemed like whether it was after COVID or just you know being older and, and wanted to watch his wear and tear. It seems like they've been kind of monitoring his minutes. So
3: and they, as they probably should, yeah, as, they should as they should,
2: as they should. But him, yeah. there, there's no doubt, man. Derrick Rose's impact on this team can't be can't be understated. He's he's been incredible, and it just goes to show you what competent point guard play can do for this team. Oh, How much it can elevate. And, again, it's not a knock on Peyton, but it, what Rose is doing is just head and shoulders above what Peyton is doing, and it's what we need to move this team forward. And that's part of the reason and why the makes, offense Derek is taking And Derrick Rose is makes winning plays.
3: End of games, Derrick Rose is making winning plays. He's making the right plays. He's getting good, bad, great yeah. baskets. And he's finding the guys for big shots.
2: Yeah. And I think that's part of – Uh, The end of game situations, closing situations, you know, we saw that one against the Pelicans on Sunday where he found Bullock for the three to, to put it into overtime. I think having Rose out there to close as well gives us an option, a more reliable ball handler so that you don't have to go to Randall in isolation and, and, you know, settle for that. Maybe you can have Rose set him up or have Rose get a better shot, a better look at the basket on the drive. So I think he, he can he can add a different dynamic in closing situations as well.
3: And, and Derrick can get his shot whenever he wants. Right. You know, obviously he's not a great outside shooter, but he can create his shot 22 yeah. feet out. He can get to the paint and get fouled. He Mid-range been pretty good. He can make that little runner. He can, when If we need a shot, Derrick Rose can, you know, yeah. him, guys like Ellie Burks, of course – um, Julius Randle, you know R.J. Barrett, they can create their own shot, mm-hmm. and that's very important that Derek Rose can do that.
2: Absolutely, man. Especially in the playoffs when the game will slow down. Facts, facts, facts. All right, let's go to a Twitter question, my guy David Fuderick out there in California. Shout out my guy Dave and, and the uh, L.A. Knicks crew. He says he sent a Twitter uh, question. He says, "What is your favorite game that you've ever attended at MSG?"
3: Ah, uh, is that for me? Yeah.
2: Okay. So it's easy to say my
3: first Nick game was April 2nd, 1994. I was 16th straight win. I was 10 years old. But, <clears throat> excuse me, my favorite Nick game I've ever been to was the first playoff game I ever went to. It was April, excuse me, May 12th, 1999 versus Miami Heat, game three. Mm-hmm. It was a cool story. So that season, it was the lockout season. Mm-hmm. And when tickets would go on sale, my uncle would always take me to one or two games and my grandmother would order the tickets. So when tickets went on sale that year, my uncle was mad at the lockout, and he said no games this year because he was mad at the players and the owners. Yeah. So I was like, <laughs> man. So then my grandmother got on the next season ticket waitlist when I was like 10 years old. So it was a Monday night. I believe it was May 5th. We had to play the Celtics that night, and if we won that game, we clinched a playoff spot. Mm-hmm. So I get home from school that Monday afternoon, CP. And there's a letter in the mail from the Knicks addressed to my grandmother. Mm -hmm. I I was raised by my grandparents, by the way. So obviously Mm -hmm. I wasn't just going to open my grandparents' mail. But it was from the Knicks, so I opened it. Yeah. (laughs) The letter said, dear Jeannie, because you're on the the playoff ticket, the, the season ticket wait list, you have won the right. Now, mind you, there's no StubHub and any of that stuff back then. Yeah. You have won the right to purchase tickets to games three and four of the first round. All you have to do is call Ticketmaster with a code, and the code was NYK Wait, and you have to buy both games though, games three and four. Yeah. And so I showed it to my grandmother. You know, she was in a wheelchair from having a stroke a few years prior, mm. so she's like, "Listen, I got no problem. I'll even pay for them." But your uncle's got to take you. Mm. So I called my uncle. I said, "Listen, we got this letter in the mail. It says we can go to the playoffs, and if we win tonight, we're probably going to play Miami." So my uncle's like, "All right, cool." So we got tickets to the games three and four versus the Heat. So not only I was so pumped to go to a Knicks playoff game, but it was versus the Heat in 1999? Yeah, yeah. You know how crazy course, that was? Of course. So my favorite, one of my favorite moments ever as a Knicks fan was about 18 minutes before the game started, right? Mm-hmm. I was, you know, I snuck down by the court. I was like 10 rows from the court. And you see the whole Knicks team on, on Garden Vision, and they was blasted New York by Kim. And then they got into the DMX chant. And then they took the court to Super Thug. The chills. <laughs> CD, man. I can't explain the chills I felt through my body for yeah. that moment. Yeah. So, and then, like, after they played Super Thug, they played Hate Me Now. Oh, and they put in by Ja Rule. So the beats Ready were on point. The music yeah. was on point. Yeah, yeah. The energy was ridiculous. We won the game 97-73. to 73. Tim Hardaway got ejected. It was the whole garden was chanting. Riley sucks. It's
2: a good old wow! Days, man. What
3: what what a moment! What, what a moment that was! Being at that game, you know, what
2: I'm saying man, that the, was just the the my our first playoff
3: game versus the Heat. Yeah, yeah.
2: Man, you couldn't make that up. Yeah, that the Knicks Heat games always get you going, man. And we like, won. We were, yeah. we
3: went on like a thirty five to two run in the second quarter. Mm-hmm. The garden was, you know, there was no social media. Nobody was on their phones. And then Spree was the sixth man.
2: Yeah. If you remember. Yeah. yeah.
3: So it was kind of cool because as soon as the tip-off started, everybody's yelling, put in Spree, put in <laughs> Spree. As soon as Jeff called, the Spree runs to the center court and the place is going crazy. So that was my favorite, you know,
2: game I ever went to yeah. at Madison Square Garden, without a doubt. The thing about Spree was like, you know, yes, stocks was coming to the end. It was still hard to lose stocks. It you was. Know as I'm a saying? fan,
3: but from a – like so two things on those two trades. So – the spree for Starks trade I knew was a great trade. Yeah. But I was heartbroken because yeah. Starks was my hero. 100%, 100%. My hero. Like, when I was a freshman in high school on the freshman team and John Starks' grandmother was sick, I had John Starks' grandmother's initials on my wristband. <laughs> you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
3: So that broke my heart, but I knew it was legit. Right, right I am right, proud right. to say, and I know, like, I don't know how you feel about it. I know he was on the show. Mm-hmm. So I am very mm-hmm. proud to say that when I was 14 years old, when the Oakley for Camby trade went down, I always loved Marcus Camby at UMass. I yeah. thought he was a cool dude. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And when we got Marcus Camby, I was on the MSG Network message board. <laughs> <laughs> when every Knicks fan was crying. And granted, Oakley was still good. Yeah. I said, this is a great trade. Yeah. And my 14-year-old ass was getting crushed. On the message boards, <laughs> uh, MSG Network, like, remember those old message yeah, boards? Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, of course, of course.
3: Bro. Nobody was on my side, okay. and I was like, yo, we're finally getting, because that was the first time in my life as a Knicks fan, Well, I was, you know, I was 14 and about to be 15, we got somebody, like, young and good. Yeah, right, right. Today. It in a few months before free well. Right. So we had a bunch of old guys. We finally got to, you know, it even with Derek Harper, he was it older. It was time, man. It was time, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm like, yo, we, oh, Allen Houston was young. We'll be like, yo, we got somebody young and yeah. dope. And he led the league. And, young you know, and on the rise. You
2: yeah, young and on the rise. And the, and the can be put backs and, you know, yeah, dunking so on people's I was, backs. I and, was ecstatic yeah. when we got. Martin's yeah, man. Team. I definitely love the can be trade. You know, definitely so. love the can be trade. And and Spree uh, became a fan favorite very fast, you know, coming off very the whole fast. thing with Pete. Do you T. remember Columbus, his oh, first
3: man. preseason game? It was a Wednesday night versus the Nets. And all the tickets were free. No. You remember that? The, no. the same night, though, St. John's went up to Syracuse and and uh, beat Syracuse for the first time in ages. Bootsy Thornton had like 30-something. Ron Artest had a big game as well.
2: Shout so out it was to a Ron, great, It was a
3: great Wednesday night in January of 1999.
2: Yeah. Shout shout out to Meta, man. Meta was on the show a couple of weeks ago, uh, so it was definitely good to that have squad, him. That squad, by one. the way, that
3: St. John's squad is one of my favorite teams Oh, I love that squad. Love that squad. Eric That's Barkley,
2: Bootsy, Ron, Ron LaVar Postel, Postel Tyrone um, Grant. Was that was Grant the big man? Who Who's the big yeah, man? Was, that was Grant. Was that was Grant, right? Yeah, yeah. That, that was the That squad, lost man. to Ohio State. Crushed that, me, that, bro. That my heart. Crushed me, man, because I really thought they had a chance, man. Used to go to Alumni Hall, go to the games, yeah. or, or at the Garden. Uh, I yeah, went to man. St.
3: John's, yeah. UConn, at the Garden that year.
2: Yeah, that was that was pretty crazy. That was a, that was a big game. St. St. John's.
3: Clintel and me and Richard Hamilton.
2: Yeah, yeah, man. The Saint John Duke um, clashes were always classic. on set the game to overtime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and the and Blues he talked in about overtime. that. It was a great game. Yeah, he talked about that on the show, man. So yeah, that Saint John's team. I really wish they would have went far, man. So to Mike Jarvis as well. Uh, salute to everybody in the chat. Once again, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. CP and Anthony here reminiscing. Salute to uh, Ron Hansley, our guy Ron Hansley. Anthony says, salute to the bro Anthony MSG. He's the reason I got to hoop on the garden floor. Granted, What's I on, shot Ron? 0 for 1 and got fatigued after a few fast break plays. <laughs> but my guy's really making dreams come true out here. So to Ron Hansley. season t- I believe he's a season ticket holder, but he's, he's at yeah, plenty games Yeah, I see Ron of all the well. time in the garden. Yeah, he was just yeah we just together um this week right? Yeah, I week. saw him the other day. Yep. Yeah. Salute, on Sunday. Salute to Ron Hansley. Uh, another super chat came in. I'll find that question, but um I don't see it on my dashboard here. So just hang tight. All right, let's get back to the phones. See who wants to chop it up with Anthony. Msg. Let's go to my guy AO Pal, Another one of the LA Knicks squad. AO Pal, what's going on, bro?
1: Was really good, man? C.P. Ant, salute to y'all, man. What's good, bro? How you How doing, doing my God? How are you? I'm, I'm doing really well, man. I've been a Nick fan since 92, but in 92, I was like, you know, like seven years old. Yeah. No, not, not seven, not seven. But like, at the end of the day, my teen years was like during the Starberry era. So i seen the whole spectrum of like good Knicks when they were just good from like really terrible to now. So I'm like, mm-hmm. the new young fans now are very blessed to be seeing... RJ Barrett Good and time. they get to rock that kind of jersey growing up because I had Sweetney. So, but anyway, you, <laughs> you know. actually had a Sweetney. <laughs> you
3: know <laughs> what's funny? bring up Michael Sweetney. So when we when I was interning at ESPN Radio, right? And I remember like uh-huh. there was some talk that maybe we could get like Kevin Garnett in the trade. I mean, It was probably never going to happen. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I remember like I was screening the calls for K, Stephen A, all them guys, you know. And you would get, like, under no circumstances do you trade Michael Sweetney, (laughs) even if you go and get Kevin Garnett in his prime.
2: Oh, my Lord. Because Mike Sweetney
3: has a nose for the ball.
2: Oh, my Lord,
3: (laughs) Well, Man, some of the takes, because we've been so bad for so Uh, long, sometimes we've all had
2: some horrible takes.
3: (laughs) Sure, sure.
2: I mean, yo, listen, we've been fooled by a lot of these guys, man. Yeah, yeah. He was an animal with Georgetown, man. He was an animal with Georgetown. (laughs) I thought he was going to come in and do the same thing. But, uh, yeah, won. that was, wasn't the case for him, man. Fell in some hard times, too, so salute to Sweet He did, he yeah, did. Yeah, definitely. Shout out university. to you for
3: having the Sweet New Jersey,
2: though. Big big yeah. number 50. Big 50, man. Big 50.
6: <laughs>
3: I
2: thought Maje Lampe was going to be <laughs> the next jerk. <laughs> <Durk. laughs> yeah, I thought that was KP before KP, bro. Word. What about he, he, he it? He had no, a big dude.
3: preseason game in D.C. in 2003. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. remember that.
3: Never did anything. Never did he, anything, A bro. friend of mine who worked for the Knicks at the time, said that Lampe hated the lighting in the garden. What? That's, all, that's, all, that's all the information I got. He was like, yeah, I used to talk to him, and son always said, you know, I hate the lighting. I think the lighting is good for shooters there, but what the hell do I know? Yeah, what do we
2: know, man? What do we know? Man? Go ahead, pal. Go ahead, go
1: ahead. Man, I nah, know. I mean, see, see, like, it's funny you were talking about the message boards because, like, I'm, I'm moderating the, the community here. And the more things change, the more they stay the same. Because like we're getting a lot of young people with like some crazy takes, so it's really funny you said that. Yeah. But um, my question is, um, how did you get started on this, and how did you set it off? Just being like, how did you get your career off to the point where you can live off your fandom with the Knicks? And you know, CP can and can can drop in on this too. And uh, just a bonus question, just a selfish one on my part: What's like your go-to dish? Or, like, what's your, your go-to food and drink situation when you go to the garden? See can you can give me that answer, too, man. Yep, Salute to yep. y'all, man. Thanks for taking my call.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, Well, to a- to answer the last question, to make it simple, well, before pandemic or now? We'll go before pandemic. Uh, luckily, I'm blessed. I-, I usually eat in the Delta lounge. Yeah, I'm Delta. blessed with that. But if I have to go to the concourse, I'm going with the – uh, pastrami sandwich and a knish. <laughs> it's, it's from like the Carnegie Deli. Yeah, yeah. Nice thick pastrami sandwich, some hot deli mustard. The knish, you could you got the mustard with the knish too. So that that's what I'm going with on the comp. Actually, and also yeah. the, the, the new chicken sandwich with uh, Mike's hot honey. All right, so those all are right. my go-tos in on the concourse.
2: All right, all right, all right. I mean, I mean, I'm with you, bro. If I get the plug for Delta, I'm in Delta all day. All the food is, of ex- course, exquisite and that food is there. from town. Yeah, all food the food, food over there town. is exquisite. If not, you know, no disrespect to the workers on the concourse, I'm waiting and I'm going to Pizza Supreme after the game, bro. Okay, you already a, know. Uh, well, you, you already know.
3: If he asked for supreme, I give him my go-to. Yeah, I'm spice just gonna, thing, gonna you know? wait it out.
2: I'm just, I might grab some chicken fingers and some fries if I'm real hungry. But if not, I'll eat a little before the game, and then I'm going to pizza supreme. Remember the remember the Ranch One chicken? Yeah, finger? one thousand <laughs> percent, Ranch One was popping, and you you would always smell that honey mustard, man. That honey yep, mustard was popping yep. from Ranch One, man. Yeah, ranch Ward yep. days is pop. They used to have, like, a little, real skinny fries, real skinny fries. But the super,
3: super bougie line. is funny. As You know, is she known as Nick's Chick on here, Maria. Yeah. Like, you know, we, I, we was talking that day. It was like, you know, I, I've i only paid for food on the concourse, like, three times <laughs> in the last ten years. Sorry, y'all. That was kind of bougie. <laughs> I'm still real, but, you know, I just had to keep it real on that one. But um, as far as, like, my career, uh, I was 20 years old. I got an internship at ESPN Radio. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked with Brandon Tierney, Stephen A. Smith, Michael K., Don Legreca. ended up getting hired. I, I helped produce the pre- and post-game shows for the New York Knicks. Brandon was the host. I was his guy. So I was in the garden. I was in the locker room. So I was 21 years old. Now, as far as the locker room stuff, I didn't love that, and I always say this to my good friend Ian Bailey. I don't want to be Ian. I don't want to mm. be Frank. Well, Definitely don't want to be Frank. But <laughs> I, 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 I don't. I, w- I, I wanted to do something different, and they used to tell me sometimes the ESPN going back to like 05, mm-hmm. not yesterday, like you know fifteen years ago. Mm-hmm. You can't be in this space and promote your fandom. But I said, mm-hmm. this is what I'm gonna. Yeah, I remember you saying that I remember you saying it a while ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I eventually got my own platform with SNY. And throughout my years at ESPN and being at the Garden, I built so many relationships. I'm just a goddamn lovable dude. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So I built so many great relationships. The first show I ever did in 2005 that I paid for the airtime, John Starks was my first guest. Mm -hmm. And, And I got no uncle that's high up. I'm not James Dolan's nephew. Like, I just work my way up i was at i mean i've literally been to almost every nick home game mm-hmm. the last 20 years you know and yeah. then when i started my own show on sny shot tommy d Shout he to gave tommy me the d, platform man. there was no money to start mm-hmm. he was like yo do what you do you got you got the platform i was having current nick players call in former nick players call in Spike Lee, Jeff Van Gundy. I remember like a day after a big game, like Jamal Crawford calling, mm. Zach Randolph, David Lee, Jim Beheim. I had Anthony Anderson call in, uh, Fab, Jada, Action Bronson, Jerry Ferrara. I mean, the list goes on. I had Jada freestyling on the show. <laughs> I had Spike Lee. I, I've had, I have had Ron Artest many times. Um, you know, the list goes on. A, a, a big guest I've had. And mm-hmm. I just did it all on my own, just like being around the guard and building relationships, meeting somebody even in the street, introducing myself, yeah. and then eventually you you put out a lot of good work, a lot of good content, and eventually money comes eventually, and you start doing some events and you just figure out how to turn it into money. Yeah. And uh, it took some time, but you know, eventually it works out, and you know I'm, I'm kind of here now. You know i I got my I got a show on the MSG Network. Mm-hmm. I'm doing. Hopefully, I'll be doing some more content with them down the road. And it's been a long grind. I've been doing this really since 2005. Yeah. So you know, it, it, it's taken a while, but you know, I'm I'm here to stay. I'm not, I'm not trying to go anywhere. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. So, the you know, sky's the limit, and it's hard. And, and right now, it's a tough space. So yeah. I feel what helps me is that I've been established for a while. Mm-hmm. But now there's so. I mean, I would say CP is at the top of the list right now. But there's so many, there's, there's 6 billion Nick shows now. Yeah. So yeah, you have yeah. to figure out how are you going to separate yourself? Why am I going to go to this guy? Why am I going to listen? Is, is he is he plugged in? Is he entertained? Does he get good guests? Mm. Does he know what he's talking about? Is he funny? Is he real? So you have to figure out, especially now more than ever, figure out a way to separate yourself from the pack to, to in order to be successful, especially now in this extremely crowded space. Yeah.
2: Uh, definitely crowded space. I would definitely agree with that. But as you said, um, you know, as long as the passion is there, you know, the money and everything will, will follow or or to be able to sustain yourself. I guess is what power say. You know, all of that will follow. But, right. you know, yep. you got to start with the passion and then put the grind behind that you know, and, and I've definitely experienced that along the way and just enjoying the journey, you know, just enjoying it's the all, journey, it's all,
3: Enjoying the journey, man. Yeah, Enjoying just, yeah, exactly. Enjoying the journey. It, it is a journey. I'm still enjoying every second of it. I was still, you know, seeing my, my first time, you know, I've been in a lot of MSG commercials, but seeing my show for, for the first time on the MSG network, that was one of my goals when I was a, one of my dreams. It wasn't even a goal when I was a kid. It was just a dream to be on the MSG network. You know what I'm saying? So, like Alan Hahn wrote about me in his book.
2: Yeah, you know, shout so out Solo, like, you know, shout, I, shout been, out Han Solo, man.
3: You know, I, I've been I've been on this grind for a while. And I've I've done it my way, and you know, so many people that thought my way was crazy 14, 15 years ago,
2: now asking me for tickets all the time.
5: <laughs>
2: <laughs> salute, salute to everybody in the chat. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Uh, let's go to the next question, and we got uh, Pablo G. I think you remember Pat Of course, he's on I've known Pablo
3: ten something years, yeah. probably.
2: He says uh, we we got asked this question the other night after the Hawks game. He said, "What do you like most about this team, and would you rate this season better than 2012, 13, or the Linsanity year?" Um, do I like this? Wait, what do you like most about the
5: team?
3: Well, I like most about team is that they're young. Yeah. So the 2013 team, I guess you you knew Melo was going to hopefully be there for 4 or 5 years and right. he was and you thought we were building something and unfortunately we weren't. We mm-hmm. thought we were. Mm-hmm. Um this team, I love it cuz it's a shock. First of all, mm-hmm. I love our coach and we, I mean it's a shock. And also what we're going through as a city. The city's down right now. Mm-hmm. The city's hurting. You know, the the city's crying. We need this. Yeah. This, this city needs this uplifting. So that's what makes me and all Knicks fans, I think, love this team even more. Because this, this city, we need it right now. Yeah,
2: yeah, 100%. So, you
3: know, do 100%. I, and then the Linsanity, to me, that was a two-week thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's, yeah it was flash fun. And right, I was there for right, it all. Right, right. It was fun. Um, but that was a two-week thing. Yeah. Um, the 2013 team, I definitely love. I can't say which team I like better. I mean, I did love that 2013 team. I love Melo and all the vets, but you knew that team had to win that year or basically the year after. Yeah. And then for this team, you could, you know, things go perfect. You could have RJ and Randall for seven, eight years. Yeah. So it's tough to say who I like
2: more, but maybe this one a little more because of the whole shock value also. Yeah. I would say for me, Yo, Nick's safe season was just special, man. Number one. It was. Oh, absolutely. Being at opening night. The ending was horrible. The heat. It was horrible? Yes. It ended horribly. Very, it ended terribly, don't get me wrong. But Boy, Hibbert. To start the God. season off washing the heat at home. I was at that home opener. Yep. I hate the heat. When we ran through them, you know, seeing Melo have success with a team of vets. Yep. Rasheed Wallace was one of my favorite players on that team. Kurt Yo, Thomas Rasheed, you want to play some? <laughs> yeah, come on, bro. <laughs> Next game was special, 54 wins. I mean, yes, there was expectations there, but I don't think we expected 54 wins in the second team the East. I mean, they started the season off watching the Heat. I mean, they beat the Heat, I believe, I believe two out of three times that season. It did end terribly. It ended three terribly. Out three, three out of four. Three, three out, out four, of four, they beat
3: yeah. Mellow went down there and had dropped 50 on yeah. it before the playoffs. Facts.
2: That's a fact. That's a fact. So I think that team is still my favorite team of, of the last 20 years. This team is great because, like I said, I had low expectations for them. And whenever you have low expectations and they blow past it, it's been fantastic. Seeing how they defend and just how they – the chemistry.
3: And how you they're know, the winning. And, and how of they're the, winning. The eight-game yeah. winning streak, seven of the eight have come down to the last minute. Facts. And think about this, CP. Now, obviously, we easily could have lost the New Orleans game. Mm -hmm. We easily Mm could have lost the Memphis game. Mm -hmm. But you look at that Minnesota game we blew, both Philadelphia games, the Boston game, the Brooklyn game. Left a
2: lot out there, bro.
3: I I think the last time there was a game in the fourth quarter where you could say to yourself, okay, we're just not winning tonight. It was probably that Miami game a month ago at the guard. I think it was a Monday night. Yeah, yeah. When I think Miami just kind of dominated us for the most part. And uh, it was Monday night. That's right. And uh, that was the last game that we lost, where you know with six minutes left, you knew we were losing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hasn't had, like, that's
2: crazy? They've been in. They've been in all of them, man. They've been in all of them, and yeah, like you said, they left a lot on the on the table. You know that Boston game still gets me. The Minnesota uh, game definitely. Minnesota game, me both all. Philly games. Yeah, both Philly games. They they losing had a on a call on, yep. that, on that Sunday night at the
3: Garden. Yeah, so a call yeah. away from the ball.
2: Ridiculous, man. So yeah, you you could have had a lot more wins. You know, a, a couple more wins on on the table. But then also, you know, but it, 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 I also do
3: feel it evens out because then you know Reggie Bullock could have missed that three. Or yeah. RJ could have missed one of those free throws. So I do feel they tend to even out usually,
2: you know. For sure, for sure. So to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button. By the, the way, rules. RJ hitting
3: those three, obviously that Memphis game, mm-hmm. RJ hit the layup to tie it. Yeah. But to me, yeah. what was more impressive was the possession before him knocking down all three free yeah, throws. The three, three
2: free throws were clutch, bro. The the,
3: the, the, the yeah. marbles
2: that took were incredible. Yeah, the three the three free throws were clutch. The the game time layup on John Moran. I saw that I, when I saw him driving on Moran, I said, all right, this is good. We're good. Yep. We're going. We're good. And then he hit a big three in overtime as well. Yep. He hit a big three in overtime. So, shout out to RJ for coming up clutch for us, man. Def 20 years old, man. 20 years old. Salute to everybody in the chat. Once again, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Another super chat is coming from our guy, Chris Shamus. He says, happy to see you guys on the same screen talking Knicks together. I appreciate you guys. New York forever. Salute my guy, Chris Shamus. Another lifelong oh, season ticket holder. Yep. And uh, we, we did, for those of you in the chat that don't know chris we did his fan cave episode on on nicks fan tv so shout out to chris once everything subsides and i got to get to your crib but we got to check out uh greg armstrong's crib as well I got to get to uh, Fred from Fresh Meadows. I did an interview with Fred from Fresh Meadows as well. Got to get to Fred's Dick's crib. Yeah, Fan TV Cribs. Yeah, that, yeah, that's exactly right, man. And we did we did Ryan's crib. We went to Brick City, went to Newark, and did Ryan's crib as well. So that that was fun while it lasted, man. Hopefully we can get back out there. once. It's hard to top time. Chris's, though, I feel. Bro, Chris's Chris is, is, is incredible, bro.
3: Yeah, you're that's. I mean, it's dope. As, I've been to Greg's house, and yeah. mine is good, but... You're not topping. Nobody's yeah. topping
2: Chris. Chris is his Chris. And not incredible. that
3: it's a competition either.
2: But. Yeah, yeah. It, it, his, his setup is, is unreal. Chris's setup is unreal, man. Um, if you guys are new in the chat, leave us a hashtag new. We'll shout you guys out. I saw someone, Mac Alexander, in the chat said that uh, he ran in RJ today. He said RJ was shooting a commercial.
3: Yeah, I think in Terrytown. I think he sent okay. me a DM. I think in Tarrytown.
2: Mm. Okay, okay. So salute to RJ. Everybody uh, doing their thing on the day off. We got two days off, which is kind of rare with this schedule, man. With this condensed schedule. So, Stibbs
3: was out to dinner with Woody and the city. Yeah, studio yeah. Family. You had
2: the Woodson uh, going away party, looking like. And, and I've been I, to
3: I've been to that restaurant. I went to that restaurant. Which one is with, that? Uh, my friend Eric and Kenny Anderson, like three years ago, Elio's great chicken okay. parmesan.
2: Okay, okay, I, I got a chicken parm waiting on me downstairs in a little bit. So uh, we're gonna get to some more calls and, and wrap shortly. A little man. late night dinner for yeah, you. Yeah, late night, late night, late night dinner for me, man. Late, Where's late it from? Uh, Where's spot on Long Island, Pizza Iola, P- Pizza Iola, hey okay. Long Island, man. So it's usually my my weekend vibes. You know, like I said, when I get to the city, it's Pizza Suprema. I'll do a little Joe's. We'll do a little Umbertos. You know what I'm saying? Um yeah, I mean, yo, Pizza Suprema, bro, that's just my go We could do
3: it on Monday. Why don't we, we do could, it on yeah, Monday? Yeah, yeah,
2: well, yeah. I mean, but, but how long are they open until? Are they open? Well, late? not at, we got to do it before We got to do game. it before. Yeah, we so got to do it you before. you get there early, we could have a little CP pizza party. Well, yeah, we might have to do it. We could. We could maybe stream a pregame. We could. We, we could. Oh, we definitely, I can make on the that channel, happen, bro. All yeah, right, I cool. I can make that happen. Cool, cool, definitely keep you posted on that. All right, let's go to the Discord. We got to go to my guy. Got to be legend, man. He's checking in from Costa Rica. He's one of the pivotal, pivotal moderators we got on the Discord, man. Been showing me a lot on this thing. Got to be legend. What's going on, bro?
1: Yo, was good, CP. Was good, Anthony.
2: How you doing, man? What's going on? How are you? I'm
1: good. I'm good, man. Yourself?
2: I'm hanging yeah, in there, right, Taking one second at a time.
1: I hear you, man. I'm in the middle of my shift, so I'm just gonna call in real quick. Cause I wanted to mention something yesterday, but now that you're here, I'll mention it now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to know, actually. What do you think about the next twelve games? The Knicks right now, um, they've won twelve of the last seventeen games. So yep. I think the Knicks with the last twelve games, they need to win at least eight to get at least forty one. What do you guys think? Do you think they could get to forty one wins?
2: The next eight, let's look at the schedule. Let's so, look at the schedule. So, we'll to everybody in the chat I got it right you here. That thumbs up. I'll I'll like to it. Yeah, that, yeah, run the Toronto, game. Toronto,
1: Phoenix, Phoenix, Chicago, mm-hmm. at Houston, at Memphis, at Denver, at Phoenix, at LA, at LA, and back home at uh, against San Antonio, Charlotte, and Boston. I think the next five, the toughest one is probably going to be Phoenix, Denver, and well, Phoenix. we can win. But well, we got I mean, to split so those four league. games, those, yeah. those last four road games that we got.
2: All right. And got to be – your connection was kind of choppy, bro. So I'm going to just disconnect you. But appreciate the call, man. Definitely appreciate the call. Shout out to you out there in uh, Costa Rica holding it down. Go ahead. Go ahead with your point eh?
3: Well, you know, listen, you, you never know what can happen. Basketball yes. is funny. So, you could, you know, the Suns are substantially better than the Raptors. You can lose to Toronto and then beat Phoenix. You, so lose you can lose to, to the Bulls. Of course, you could lose to the Bulls. Absolutely. We lost to the Bulls in Chicago a few months ago. That was an annoying loss. So it's tough to say what we're going to do. I really believe, just like in life, you should take one day at a time, one second at a time. Yeah. We, we're we're going to make the playoffs, you know, but we have to take it one game at a time. Yeah. The worst thing you can do is start thinking about, oh, I'm thinking about the Memphis game, or I'm thinking about when we're in Houston or we're in Denver or Phoenix or the two L.A. games and we're back against San Antonio. Nah, nah, One game at a time. I don't know what our record's going to be. Nobody thought we were going to win eight in a row. Yeah, it's facts. So, uh. I'm not. It's tough to say, predict what's going to happen. This whole season, since opening yeah. night, has
2: been unpredictable. It's been unpredictable, man. It's been absolutely you know, unpredictable.
3: I'm not going to make a prediction. I am just yeah. going to enjoy every second. Well um, you know, for us to keep that number four seed, yeah, you probably want to win eighty percent of these games. You know, they'll probably yeah. we'll probably have a bad loss somewhere in the middle of these games. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully we go undefeated. That, that's probably not going to happen, but you know. It's tough to say what we're going to do. But if we take care of our business, you know, hopefully we can be that number four or five seed. Obviously, five, you're not hosting game one at home. But hopefully we can hold on to that number four seed. That that would be incredible. And I think if the Knicks are number
2: four seed, that should lock in Tibbs winning coach of the year, by the way. Yeah, yeah, 100%. If we lock in the four seed, Tibbs definitely <laughs> that, deserves that, it. That should lock definitely it in. Definitely deserves that. Unless
3: someone doesn't give it to Tibbs because, you know, some you know security guard yeah. did something funny. Well, as, as you said, Monty, you know
2: Monty, Monty Williams and and I was on uh, uh, Sportsnet five ninety in, in Toronto and, and we talked about that. You know Monty Williams could be a candidate. Well, he's got the Suns in the second seed in, in, out west. Uh, how about Quinn Snyder, Utah Jazz? Got him a. Of course, oh no, all, all, all guys who are deserving. Yeah, yeah.
3: But who would have thought? You know, but here is the thing: you look at the Suns; they have DeAndre and they have. You know, Devin Booker, they have Chris Paul. Yeah. So it's not like, is it that much of a surprise? Like, they should be that good. They're just doing a lot with a little. Look at the Spurs, the uh, the Jazz. Jazz, yeah. Every year they're at the top of the Western Conference. So Mm -hmm. are they a little bit better this year than we thought? Sure. Yeah. Nobody, and I mean nobody, (laughs) thought the Knicks would even make the playoffs, let alone possibly hosting game one of the first round at the world's most famous arena. Madison
2: Square Garden. True story. Matt hey,
3: right Tibbs there, Watson, head coach of the 2020-2021 season, Tom
2: Thibodeau. <laughs> You're right, man. Lowest payroll in the league. You know, Tibbs is doing a lot with a little. You're definitely right on it's that. It's funny you say lowest
3: payroll in the league. I never forget, man, when our payrolls were so high. Like, and I remember, like, just being, like, an ESPN, and we would just be on Hoops Hype all the time, yeah. reading the contracts. You see the contracts. You see, like, Jerome James six years.
2: <laughs> the highest and the worst team. Jerome James. <laughs> Jerome a James, prepared. bro.
3: Jerome James. He was James, a, a character. I don't think he played more than 12 minutes in his contract. <laughs> Son was a character. <laughs> bro. He was a
2: character. Uh, it, it, it was just crazy, man. It was just one of those. It was a typical Knicks situation situation of overpaying a guy. You know, Jerome James had an outstanding, outstanding a run with the Sonics with them in the playoffs. Yep. And I was watching. I was like, yo, he's nice. Who is this guy? <laughs> Isaiah was like, I want everything. Give me that but, guy.
3: But then we signed Jerome and then get Eddie Curry a month later. Yeah,
2: and then go get every Eddie Curry. I mean, no sense. Can't, can't make it up. Can't make it up, man. I, I think this, this West Coast trip is really going to determine where the seating is. You know, at Absolutely. Houston – at Memphis, in Denver, yes, they don't have Murray, but it's still mile, mile, mile high, and they got Jokic, who's the MVP. We never win me, in Denver. We never win in Denver. Then you got to go. I'd at sign up. Phoenix. Listen, CP, I'd sign up for three and three on the West Coast yeah, right
3: now. Yeah. You got to go give at three Phoenix. and three. Finish this home trip, even you yeah. know three and zero, oh, even two and one, but give me three and three on the West. That would be
2: that would be best. Yeah, best case scenario. honestly. Yeah. Um, at Clippers, and maybe you no know, Kawhi. We don't know at Lakers. Could have a, a LeBron James coming back with AD and Drummond and those guys trying to get ready. Then at home, you got a San Antonio game wedged in there, and then two pivotal games: one against Charlotte, and then closing it out against Boston. So nothing, nothing is locked in, man. They're right now. They very the easily playing.
3: You can't start thinking about games five games from now.
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: One game at a time.
2: True story true story uh so to everybody in the chat once again hit that thumbs up button for (laughs) you boys let's see who's in there vibing with us uh yeah somebody said kp got injured last night with a uh injured ankle how does that impact the Knicks' pick i mean that would that would be that would make a special season even more special if we ended up with a playoff spot and still in the lottery yeah,
3: th- things like that don't happen. That doesn't so that happen be, to the Knicks, bro.
2: That does not happen to the Knicks. So KP got injured. There's there's also an article out there from Mark Cuban saying him and Luka Doncic don't really get along. So I don't, there could be chemistry issues. I thought they were best buds. I remember, yeah. remember the night before the KP trade, Dallas was here. I was there. And him, and, him and Luka was all
3: winking at each
2: other.
3: Yeah, yeah. That, <coughs> was, that was
2: a crazy night, man. That was what? an absolutely crazy night. And I think – was you was you there? Were you there? It was um. Greg was there. The same bar. The same bar we go to after the game. But I left, and then Greg told me that Mark Cuban came in there. Oh, and, word! And yeah, I did that not Mark know Cuban that. came in there, and obviously he knew what was going down because the yeah. next day the trade was announced. And then the next morning, I
3: remember Woj tweeted like KP isn't happy, and I'm like, that's weird. He's been out all year. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, five it, minutes uh, later, KP, and it said <laughs> KP demands a trade, and I'm like, yeah, right. Yeah. Then five minutes later KP wasn't a Nick anymore. Yeah. I was like, What? It all right. happened so and I'll be honest, I was devastated.
2: Yeah, me, me too. Me too. I, I
3: was I'm not gonna lie, I loved KP. Yeah. Like I never thought I could I love the Nick just as much now as I did when I was twelve years old. But I never thought I could love a player again. And I loved KP. Yeah. I loved him. I loved him, he was charismatic, he could play. I was I was worried about his durability, but as a fan, just a straight fan. Yeah. I love this dude. We had open I KP, I made him a man. get well card. I mean, yeah, I yeah. I to him at his crib. Yeah. I love this guy. And all of a sudden, KP, you know, all of a sudden, like, KP's out. And then all of a sudden, he wants to trade. And he was traded in 30 minutes.
2: I'm Yo, like, it was oh, a domino God. effect of tweets. And I was like, wait, what's going on? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. And then, like, what was just like, "Yeah, Yo, like you said, he's not happy. Then it was like, he's across in the tree. Then Ramona Shelbourne jumped on him and was like. "They, they All they, was, like, two hours. <laughs> Within two hours. It wasn't like, even, no, like, a,
3: a 10-day thing. It was, like, 90 minutes. Yo, no
2: time to prepare, bro. No time to prepare. All of a sudden, it's a blockbuster trade. I'm like, whoa, whoa, what's going on, man? Yeah, and you wonder if, like.
3: Uh, I, and obviously, I, you know, I like Steve Mills a lot, and if you yep. really knew, like, okay, maybe we got to get rid of this dude, obviously you bring back Dennis Smith, who's not good at NBA basketball, mm-hmm. better at basketball than you and I, but he's right. not good at NBA basketball, but then you get these picks, and you bring in Randall, and maybe Steve was on to something.
2: Maybe, man, maybe, at, at least he's got his board seat. You know what I mean? Dolan didn't ditch him completely. He still left him on the board. So (laughs) definitely want to shout out. salute to everybody in the chat, shout out um, PMO Philip in the chat. What's going on? How you feeling? We got Navy Blue 76. All the mods. Appreciate you. Gotham says, OMG, Jerome James. (laughs) Kevin Woodridge says, uh, Eddie Curry. What's good, Kevin? How you feeling? My guy JJ from Brooklyn is in the chat. David Footenick, what's going on? True Pace says, love the chat. Love Knicks. Let's go. Salute to you. I didn't see uh, any hashtag news in here, but throw your cities in the chat, man. Let us know where you guys are checking in from. We'll shout you guys out as well. CP Anthony, MSG in the building. All right, we'll take a couple more calls before we wrap. Let's go to Kevin from Maryland. Kevin, what's going on?
0: What's going on? How you doing, bro? How you doing, CP?
2: Good, good. How you
4: doing, Doug? Good, good. Oh, quick question. Well, I, I was—I I just read that, you know, the Nets um, signed um, Mike James. And um, I thought um, the Knicks – I know the Knicks were in talks to try to get him as well. Yeah. I know he's a good um, European player. But um, yeah. as usual, um, the Nets are always trying to play spoiler to the New York Knicks right. in any and
3: everything they try to get. But um, I like the team that we have right now. They're young. They're going to be one of the up-and-coming young teams. For the NBA, LeBron James can't play forever. Um, Kevin Durant won't be playing forever. You know, these guys are getting older. And as the NBA progresses, it's starting to become younger and younger. And I like that.
2: Yeah, well, it's it's good to see that at the very least. Appreciate the call, Kev. It's good to see that at the very least we have some semblance of a young core, right? We just talked about earlier the curse of Charlie Ward and who might break it, but it's encouraging still to see, yes, we have a a bevy of vets, and I think you need that. You know, a lot of the guys that come on the show, bro, they talk about the fact that you need quality veterans to win. And I think yep. you have seen that in having Derek Rose, having guys like Taj, even Julius at this point, he's still young, but seven years in the league, he's grown, he's matured and, and that's showing on the court, but it's still good to see that we have at least a semblance of a young core with RJ, Emmanuel quickly. We'll see how long Mitch is here for, but at least, you know, Mitch was coming around before his injuries. At least we have those three OB starting to play a little bit better. How long he's here. We'll see, but we'll, you know, we'll see where that goes at least, you know, in that mix of vets, you have some young guys that are big contributing factors to his roster this year. No, absolutely, and that's something the Knicks have not had for a long
3: time, where you have a good team that can maybe they can get to the playoffs, perhaps advance, but also have you're not going to have a – obviously there will be changes next year, but mm-hmm. you're not going to have a brand-new roster again. So, so even when – let's say we lose in the first round, hopefully we don't, or the second round or the conference finals, you're going to say to yourself, I'm excited about next year's team, yeah. where every end of the season the last few years is like – oh, this year sucked, and what is next year going to be? Yeah. Where this year is going to be like, yo, this year was good. What is next year right. going to be? Right,
2: right, right. You know, What is, what is next year going to bring, man? Four draft picks in this draft. Got to think they're walking out with two. I think two two will be – they're not going to draft all four, at least all four on the roster next year because I think Tibbs is – they're going to start looking. They're going to start looking to make their move. Absolutely. I don't know, you know what it will be or who it will be, but – you got to think that, you know, with four draft picks, all four of these young guys are not going to be making the team. So we'll, we'll see what they do. 100% agree. We'll, we'll see what they do, man. I uh, want to shout out in the chat. Shout out Evan Cooperberg. his team hashtag new. We got K Flood in the chat from Amityville. Salute to Amityville. LI stand up. We got Gotham checking in from the Heights. Salute to Gotham. My guy Lash checking in from Dallas. We got Chip. Chip is also checking in from Washington Heights, 180th Street. Salute to Washington Heights. Michael Anderson says Jared Jeffries MVP. <laughs> Darnell agreed. Jared, Jared did. A,
3: I learned to like Jared over the course of time. Yeah, he
2: had butterfingers and, oh, man.
3: but he did have a high basketball IQ. But yeah. his butterfingers drove me nuts, just
2: like Alfred Payton and his yeah. miss, like, miss chip shots. You know, Abs- absolutely, bro. A one hundred. The butterfingers right. were they yeah. were mind boggling. Yeah. By the way, one hundred percent. Let's hear from Kenyon from Brooklyn. Kenyon, what's going on, bro? Hey, what's going on, C.P.? Anthony, what's going
5: on, man? Um, my guy, you. Kenny, what's up, on? Yeah, are you didn't talk about your, your your tendency to um, take basketball shots? You've never seen a shot you didn't like. Well, C.P. didn't I ask me about my about, playing
4: skills, you know?
5: <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted to talk about my one concern with the team going forward. I think we're going to finish with 40 wins, but my concern is Alfred Payton. Like, when Burks come back, we should really look to ice but, out the rotation. You look at the plus-minus. We fall behind mm-hmm. every game with that guy on the court. I'd rather just say, you know, keep um, Rose come off the bench and let Burks handle the point and let um, quickly get some uh, point guard burn. It's not but gonna happen. I think yeah, Alvin Peyton is. Uh, I get you, your
3: point, but it's I'm not gonna you. happen. Timmy trust Peyton too much.
5: Yeah, I guess so, man. But anyway, I bet I, I get t- where you're coming
2: you guys, from. Just, there's zero chance that happens. Yeah. Th- thanks for the call, Kenny. Thanks for the call, man. All right, man. Take care, Peace. Thank Kenny, you, my
3: God. Thank you, brother.
2: I'm with you, bro. I think uh, Tibbs likes zero, Peyton. Zero. Tibbs likes Peyton zero, more than we do. And, yeah. and, and, and <laughs> yeah, he was obvious. on the record as saying, he said, listen, I, I like that, Peyton. Um, Gives us some switchability on the defensive side, that he's big, he's strong, and he doesn't get pissed around on the mismatches. Tibbs is, remember, Tibbs is defense first, and that's how right. he's analyzing the game. I think Alec Burks will give you an adequate defense. I, I don't like, like Alec running
3: the point, though. I like when he can it, come off screen. It's a little iffy. He can fall on the
2: deck. He yeah. can create his own shot. Yeah. I, don't like, I don't want Alec Burks the I look at Burks as like the emergency point. You know right. what I'm saying? Like when you need that, you when you need him out there because you need extra spacing and extra offense. He he's capable as, at exactly. running the point. I I just don't think Tibbs goes there as a no. reliable piece. Um, Alfred Payton is the here to yeah. stay for at least the rest of the season. Yeah. And with Payton, if we see, him, you just want to see him knock down those shots in the rim. You know, get those. Just, I don't care and... if you miss threes, even just yeah. make the shots in the
3: paint. I get nervous when he gets in the paint. Yeah. 100%. It's, it's, it's a weird feeling as a fan. <laughs> I don't want to be nervous when my point guard goes up for a layup, but
2: yeah. I am with him. Yeah, 100%, man, 100%. Uh, let me see what my guy, Davis, tell me right now. Okay, my guy, Papa Left, is here. All right, so we'll close with Papa Left. Salute to A.O. Powell. He sends a super chat. He says, Jared Harper, a.k.a. Mario Stanfield, and Miles Powell just got signed to a 10-day. What kind of precedent do you think this sets this late in the season? Um, so according to Ian... I think Jared Harper's contract is is a 10-day but it's 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 to get him some more income. For Miles Powell it's the same thing, but the what Ian was saying is that Miles Powell is not expected to stay with the team. Right. So what it what it seems like is that they just want to get this kid an extra bag for coming through and I don't know, but you know Powell's not sticking around, but it just seems like, you know, they just want to get him in here and get him some cash. And you know that's good on them. I think and that's, Jared that's Harper will probably on.
3: be here for the playoffs.
2: Yeah, that that's right. That's right. So Harper goes from a two way to a ten day, and then I think he'll he'll probably get a a, a vet minimum type of type of deal. So uh, again, low low level moves. I don't expect them. You know these guys to to come up and and you know make an immediate impact with the team, but you know still contributors in the bench and still contributors in practice. So. These, the front office obviously. and you need to,
3: And I'll tell you what, guys like that are important. When you have a yeah. guy like a Jared Harper and these guys who aren't playing at all, mm-hmm. being the biggest cheerleader on the bench and not sulking, CP, that's so important for the the mental yeah. makeup of a team.
2: True. Yeah, Penson, bro. I never seen. I Pinson never seen this well. guy so happy to not play.
3: Yeah. Right. No, <laughs> Penson as well. I mean, yeah. he's
2: amazing. Yeah. 100%. He
3: guy, you know, like like David Wingate back in the day. David Wingate, like like Rick Brunson. Rick Brunson, yeah, Eric man. Anderson. Yeah, yeah, Great, Rick Brunson, great
2: twelfth men. hundred percent. hundred percent. All right, let's close this thing out. I got Papa Left from Jersey. Papa Left, how you feeling, bro?
4: I'm feeling good, man. Uh you guys are just so consistent with this with this channel. Shout out to everybody in the chat. Shout out to everybody in the Discord. Um, shout out to Dave. Um I just wanted you guys to rank uh from one to three who's most responsible for uh yeah. this turnaround with uh Leon Rose, uh Tom Thibodeau and Julius Randall. Mm-hmm. And uh I just wanted to speak on Tibbs real quick. Tibbs he like it really made sense when I try to like look up look him up and find his backstory. This dude I don't know if anybody knows this, but this dude in college, if if you know his story, shout out to you. But in college Apparently, he was dating two girls with the same name.
5: <laughs> what?
4: and he dumped he dumped one of, I'm sorry, this is a real story by the way. he' yeah, dumped guys. you can look it up. He dumped one of them, and the other one he decided that he got engaged and he broke off the engagement what? and his mother told him to give back the ring because that's rude. What? and he gave back the engagement ring and then he is quoted as saying, I am a basketball coach. I have no time for a woman in my life. So when you look at Tibbs it, pissed off at dudes not closing out to uh Goodwin on the Hawks, like this is like a level of frustration possibly yeah. that no man can can, can bear yeah. for sixty some odd years of life. So um that's an interesting uh backstory to the legend of Tibbs. But um yeah, going forward, I just wanted to hear who you well, guys are most now. responsible right. for, for this year. I don't I don't see that he's married, but he, he, three years, uh, three year, uh, three guys. I'm sorry, three guys: Rose, Julius, and Tibbs. Rank those as yeah. part of like who's who's most responsible. Most and then responsible. if you could finish this sentence, the Knicks will make an extended playoff run if. And uh, right. have a good night. All
2: right, all right.
4: You want, uh, you gonna, responsible for first?
3: the turnaround. Yeah, I'm going to say Julius first because he's actually on the court. You know Julius, yeah. number one, Tibbs right below him, and then, then Rose. Um, and then the Knicks will make a deep playoff run if those other guys like Alec Burks, uh, Reggie Bullock, even Alfred Payton step up. I, I, yeah. I truly believe RJ, Julius Randle, Derek Rose, they're going to step up. If those other guys that you get contributions from, like Burks, like Reggie Bullock, like Todd Gibson. If they can still contribute, then this Nick team will make a deep playoff run.
2: I'm going to go – I'm going Tibbs first, bro, because I feel like it's their defense – that has kept them in these games and and allowed them to get these wins. You know, this all. To is be still honest, struggling. I do
3: think it's tips first too. Yeah. I just kind of wanted to give it to Julius.
2: Yeah, of he's course, playing. of course. But I, of course. I, in my
3: heart, in my heart and brain, I yeah. I know it's tips.
2: Yeah, I'm going tips first because, like I said, outside of yes, Burks is a new piece and D Rose is a new piece. This is largely Fisdale's same team. You know, for the most yeah. part. And and this is night and day from a defensive standpoint yeah. where these guys are locked in. You rarely see them making mistakes. Remember in previous years, especially last year, when a oh. guy would, would get a bucket on him and guys would be looking at each other, pointing fingers yeah. like, almost exactly. oh, at you, what's going on? They're rarely out of sync on the defensive end, bro. They are locked in. And locked like in. I was saying, even the games we lose, we, we're never down by 15 yeah. in the fourth quarter. Right. Right. And, and that's what I'm saying. Like the effort, most of the time is there. You rarely see games where it's just like, all right, they let go of the rope. They quit yep. tonight. The last year that it was in abundance. I think Tibbs is, is, is number one. Julius definitely number two. easily number two. Uh, it, it Crazy bounce back year. Most improved year for sure. And then I would say Leon Rose third. Um, Knicks make it to the second round, depending on how they execute their half-court offense. They're going to see a lot more zone. They're going to see more double teams from Julius. He's got to, you know, make quick decisions, make impactful decisions. They have to cut down in the turnovers in the half-court. And then piggybacking on what you said, that supporting cast, Bullock, Burks, especially Derrick Rose, they have to come up big and they have to be consistent in the playoffs for us to have a chance.
3: And Emmanuel quickly as well. Yeah, yeah I think Julius well. is great with making quick decisions. I yeah, mean, he gets yeah. doubled. Like, if you look at that play to, to where it went to overtime on Wednesday night, yes. he got the ball, ISO, five seconds left. I think Julius thought he was going to get doubled and he was going to pass it right away. Mm-hmm. Instead, they single-covered him. He ended up taking a really horrible totally shot. shot. He missed. And then we ended up dominating in overtime. Yeah. So, you know, we're definitely probably going to see a lot of zone. But I think we've been much better Against they've, the gotten the they, they've gotten
2: better in the streak. They've gotten better. But I just think that it, that impacts RJ a lot, um, and, and it's going to impact Julius. So we've we got to see how they execute in the half court. I think if they can execute in the half court and be better against the zone combined with, you know, that supporting cash. Reggie Bullock shot 12 threes on the Hawks team. I need, we need that every night. He's got to yep. let it fly. He's, he's a starting three. He's a starting two. Let it, we, let it fly. He's got to let that fly, bro. We need that from him. We need that production from him, and, and maybe and Mitchell Robinson.
3: Is Mitchell Rob? Is he going to come back? I don't. I don't think so, man.
2: I don't think so, man. You think so? Yeah. It's I don't know. Hard, I don't bro. know. With two, with two bad injuries, the hand and the foot. Yeah, I'm not sure from a business decision, from a future standpoint. I don't think they yeah. rush him. I could be wrong. I'm not a doctor, but yeah, I, I don't I just, know either. I don't know. I just don't. I just don't feel like Mitch is going to be back, man. Yeah, I don't think so either. Yeah. But if he can come back and give you a few minutes, that's not a bad thing either. Of course, of course, of course, of course. So I thought Papa Left was gonna be the closer, but we got a last minute call in. We gotta go to her, it's the next chick. Maria's in the (laughs) building closing us out. Maria, what's going on?
7: (laughs) What's up, gentlemen? How are you?
2: Good, good. What's up, Maria?
7: What's up, Ann? How you doing?
2: I'm doing pretty well.
3: That odd that chicken sandwich knocked me out yesterday. (laughs) (laughs)
7: we had lunch and Ant was out for three hours I I saw it I saw it
2: yeah I saw it did you have that
3: chicken sandwich by the way Maria
7: I did it was banging shout out to Empanology and Bronx Brewery while we're at it yeah I gotta
2: check that out man definitely been meaning to check out Bronx Brewery before the pandemic so once things subside I'm definitely gonna check it out
7: good well I'm gonna let Ant tell it but he's got something brewing for up there so stay tuned okay All right, all right. stay tuned Yes, yeah, so I just want to say tips for Coach of the Year. I know I already heard you guys talk about it a bit before, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think that he's not like a few other coaches that shall remain nameless that were just handed a beautiful team and, you know, did what they were supposed to yes, do with it. exactly. And I think it's a rare, like, yeah, it's a rare occasion that we get to compare really, like, apples to apples year after year where we have almost an identical team, and you can really see the mm-hmm. progress that he's been able to make, you know? <clears throat> and we didn't add a marquee player. Like, we made a marquee player out of – and not yeah. that, out of a veteran, you know? Like, it's, Julius Randle is not a rookie, a second-year player. You're talking about a guy who, who could have already been set in his ways, you know what I'm saying, set in his weight also. So you managed to change the work ethic and play style and, mm-hmm. and turnover to assist ratio of Julius Randle. That's huge, you yeah. know? In addition, of course, to the, the, um, the growth that RJ has made and everybody else and, and Bullock playing solid. You know, but I just think it's it's such a rare opportunity to be able to compare somebody for coach of the year with almost identical team year, True. you know, from one year to next. True story. And he's just proven that he's done something nobody else is ever able to do. Big time. So regardless of our record, you know, we're up there. I, our record is phenomenal for who we are and what everybody expected us to be. But I think that even if it's not comparable to, you know, the record that Doc Rivers holds or that Utah has, I just think that he's he's made such a huge case for it.
2: One hundred percent, one hundred percent. And as we said, and he's he's doing doing a lot with a little, man.
7: Yeah. How many times have you
3: yeah. seen it? Like like Maria just said. How many t- like Basically, the rosters give or take the same as last year. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, you added Obi quickly, Alec Burks, you know, and you know Noel, well, but nobody major. And to go from a team that was eight hundred right. games under five hundred last year <laughs> to a potential four seed, yeah, that, that's unbelievable. Mm-hmm.
7: Unbelievable, crazy. Don't make me do the math. You know I'm a math teacher. Don't make me do the math and tell you the percentage of improvement because I know he'll win if I do the
2: numbers. <laughs> so I get Maria a job in the analytics department? Yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent, man. Uh, de- yeah, definitely. Just just been a sight to see with this team. Six games over five hundred. Uh, what can I say? I should have bet on Maybe. Vegas. I, I should have taken that bet. I felt I felt for it, man. I felt for it. Once they said twenty-two <laughs> wins, I said, ah. Vegas always knows. So I said, "Damn, I'm going with 26." Vegas, I'll get my Vegas team is off advantage. on this one. I think everybody, yeah. everybody was. They were off. They they were off, man. So let's get this W tomorrow. Tomorrow's game is going to be man. tricky, man. Toronto hey, won four in a, row in a row. Tomorrow, nine in a row.
7: Yeah, tomorrow.
2: but you know, Toronto won four in a row. They're coming in full, fully healthy. The the Anobi-Siakam versus R.J. Julius matchup is going to be key for me. They're moving Gary Trent Jr. to the bench with, with Malachi Flynn. Them two versus D. Rosen quickly off the bench. That's going to be a matchup. The Knicks, Knicks got to come in them. ready, man, because this Toronto team, they're only half game out of 10th for the play-in. So they're going to come in ready. And, and, no, and they lost a tough close hey, game on, to the Knicks. We're on fire.
7: We're on yeah. fire and we're home.
2: Yeah. yeah. Nah, t-
3: tomorrow's a big game. It's going to be 70 degrees outside. So it's a short stay at the Garden. No, no, so it's small is a huge game. And the 2,000 fans that will be in the building are going to be fired
2: up. There's no doubt about that. hundred percent facts. Maria, appreciate you calling in, man. Enjoy the weekend for sure. The Knicks Chick Thank in the you. building. you, guys,
7: too. I'll, I'll see you at a game soon.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. Hit it, Maria. That was Maria Bye, from Queens, a.k.a. the Knicks Chick. Make sure you guys give her a follow on Instagram as well. Uh, and great show, man great great. No, it too. was
3: great finally doing this. I yeah. know we've
2: talked about this for a while. A
3: lot of people on Twitter, you know, kept saying we got to do it. 100%. Now, what a, what a perfect time to do it. Eight
2: game winning streak and, uh, you no, know, every time you want we'll do it again. I'm re- I'm ready to roll. Yeah, man. When when we uh, get closer to this playoff push, we'll definitely do it. And when they go on the road, you know, maybe we'll bring you in for a post game show as well. I'm it with it. With people, I'm man. with it, man. I'm, I'm getting back on my grind.
3: I, I basically took almost, like, almost two years off doing Nick's content. Yeah. You know, so... I'm back. I'm no back. Doubt. No you know, doubt. I'm
2: back. Man. Let the people know. I'm gonna throw the screen on you. Just let the people know where they can find you, bro. They
3: can find me on Twitter and Instagram, AnthonyMSG. Holler at me and like CP said, put the thumbs up for the for the boys at Knicks Fan TV. You
2: guys are doing a phenomenal job. You Ashley, everybody else, y'all doing incredible. Appreciate it, man. Always appreciate it. And uh, salute to everybody in the chat once again. Hit that thumbs up button for you, boys. Anthony MSG. Hit that like button for Anthony MSG on this mailbag episode. Remember, the show's available in audio podcast format Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, all the main ones so you don't miss it. Um, this episode is presented by Manscaped as usual. Go to manscaped.com and get 20% off plus free shipping with promo code NYX number one men's grooming tool from head to toe uh earlier this morning i was on with uh those guys at sportsnet 590 in toronto talking about this Knicks eight game winning streak and we previewed the Knicks versus raptors game so make sure you check that out tm or the mods in the chat if you throw that in the uh in the chat for the people to watch and uh yeah man got a ton of content on this you'll be to replay gang for those of you that are going to be watching later on this evening and into the morning And we'll see you guys tomorrow, man. Big game. Big game Saturday. Matinee game. Knicks versus Raptors. Don't sleep. Like I said, this Raptors team is coming in healthy. And they're going to want some revenge on the Knicks. So, Knicks got to come in ready to go. This Raptors team is going to fight them defensively as well. So, we'll see what happens. Anthony will be at the game. Follow him for game coverage. And you know where to keep it locked to after the game. Knicks Fan TV. Number one show for the fans by the fans.